The Inning Stretch is proudly presented by Printer Dudes. Printer Dudes is your one-stop shop for unique 3D printed gifts and collectibles. From ducks to dinosaurs and everything in between, Printer Dudes has it all. Head on over to printerdudes.etsy.com and use promo code HOMERUN, that's one word, to save 10% off your first order. That's Printer Dudes, D-O-O-D-S, the best 3D printed collectibles this side of home plate. Hey everybody, welcome to the 8th Inning Stretch. I'm AJ, joined as always by my co-host with the most, Carson. Uh, Carson, uh, welcome back. What's up, AJ? What's up, everybody? Um, yes, thank thank you all for uh, for all the love that you've been been showing over these past few days. Um, had a little little bit of a kind of what essentially what was described as a low grade migraine these past few days, but um, you know we've we've been hydrating, getting some good sleep, so uh, it's all all behind us now, and I'm ready for the playoff push. Because, ladies and gentlemen, by the time you hear this wildcard games will probably be happening as we speak so it's a very exciting time and we got a lot to get into today yeah it'll be happening as as we speak because mlb sucks at scheduling uh but we'll get more to that in a minute uh let's yeah let's let's just dive right in because oh man we have we have so much to get to uh with the with the regular season now officially in the books let's let's start off with the poll results, though, uh, pretty simple poll question this time out, Carson. Which league is going to win the World Series? 55% of our, of our fans voted for the National League. 45% voted for the American. Um, I'm I'm a little surprised because I think, and I'll, I have more thoughts on this later when we talk about the, the playoffs, but I, I think the... The National League is going to be the National League is going to be a lot. The National League is going to be well. I mean, we've said it before. It's going to be an absolute bloodbath. Um, and the American League is, at least on paper, kind of the the Yankees, the Astros, and everyone else. Um, so I'm a little surprised. I think I don't know. I I don't know about you. I just think the the whoever comes out of the National League is going to be just you know beaten up and, and, and worn out. Yeah, clearly, clearly our fans kind of disagreed with, with us in terms of, um, think of this thinking, but I am with the 55% with the national league here. I mean, we've, we've talked about how the national league will be a bloodbath, but at the same time, I think for me, that national league team will come out battle tested um, and I mean, obviously, I've also picked the Dodgers to be my World World Series champions. So I feel like I kind of have to go with the 55 percent here. And I'm obviously going with the 45 percent. Uh, Is that American League? Because I, I in case you missed it, uh, in case you somehow missed it, I've been I've been driving the Seattle Mariners bandwagon all year, everybody. So um in either case, whether it's national or American, I, I just I have a good feeling about the playoffs in the World Series this year. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be nuts and it's gonna be insane and it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, but before we get before we get to talking about the playoffs, Carson, we have to address the elephant in the room and talk about Mr. Aaron Judge. Uh, hit his sixty second homer Tuesday night against the Rangers. 
uh, of course, breaking Roger Maris's single season American League home run record. Um, I don't really know what else can be said about Aaron Judge Carson. I mean, he just had a he had an absolutely ridiculous year this year. All rise. That's really all the words that need to be said. Um, obviously, huge congratulations to Aaron Judge. Um, you know, let's not forget, ladies and gentlemen, um, Roger Maris played a long time mm. ago. Uh, so this record has been very much long standing. Um, and so for, for Aaron Judge to, to be able to break it, um, despite if you guys remember my parting thoughts from a few episodes ago, how the MLB kind of handled it um in terms of television coverage but uh regardless an absolutely amazing achievement huge congratulations to to aaron judge and um yankees the price just went up <laughs> pay the man uh yeah aaron judges his his asking price has uh his asking price is going to be astronomical but you know what um well first of all before i get too far down that rabbit hole uh carson i i just think it's really cool that um i think it's really cool that aaron judge broke this record as a yankee roger maris set this record as a yankee roger maris broke the record of another legendary yankee of course you know babe ruth um so i i just as much as i <laughs> As much as I absolutely, as much as I loathe the Yankees and everything they stand for, um, I can't help but be happy for Aaron Judge because he's just, he's a stand-up guy. He's a hell of a ball player. He plays the game the right way. Um, And and speaking of his payday, I I just, um, I don't know. I mean, after, after he basically... I don't know. I'll just throw this out there and see what you think about it. Carson, I think if you take Aaron Judge off this year's Yankees team, not only do they not win the AL East, they don't make the playoffs. 100% agree. I think, you know, we we talked about this a little bit um, on our last episode with uh, with Gabby. Make sure you go, guys go check that one out. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we t- talked about this with the AL manager of the year, how Aaron Boone had gotten no love in the poll results. And I mean, I think we all three agreed that most of the Yankees success came because of Aaron judge this season. Um, the, the lineup around him, it did feel like was a little bit lacking this year. And so I think it's going to be very interesting to see in the playoffs. Um, you know, the, the other pieces are going to have to step mm-hmm. up plain and simple if you want to make a deep playoff run here. Um, so I think it's going to be very interesting to see how far the Yankees will end up going. Yeah, Aaron Judge didn't get any love in the poll results because he didn't do jack squat this year. Uh, Aaron Judge should get MVP and manager of the year. Um, no, seriously, though, Aaron Judge's asking price is going to be astronomical. Uh, he, of course... You know, everyone remembers he the Yankees made him an offer uh, at the beginning of the season. He turned it down, which is, you know, that's that's his, you know, that's his deal. That's his prerogative, Carson. But uh, what what really bothered me and what and what gives me what makes me think that Aaron Judge will not be wearing pinstripes next year is the fact that uh, the Yankees, remember, 
The Yankees made the details of the negotiations public, which was, well, it was the Yankees' move, but uh, I think that was a really stupid thing for the Yankees to do. Yeah, I mean, as as much as I hate saying it was a Yankees move, like, let's be honest here, this was a move very stereotypical of a big market team that's trying to be like, well, we tried to sign yeah. him, guys. You see it. We tried. He said no. And now Yankees fans are probably even more irate at the front office because now his price has probably gone up by, if I'm being honest, it should have gone up by at least probably $100 million. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think it's ridiculous to I don't think it's ridiculous to say that Aaron Judge is going to get uh the richest contract in, in MLB history uh this this winter. Yeah, not not even a question, I don't think in my mind. As he should Oh yeah, absolutely. He deserves every penny. Uh you know, I'm normally not a fan of, of big contracts, but uh, in this case, um, yeah, Aaron Judge deserves every every single penny that he's going to make this winter. Um, so that that closes the book on Aaron Judge, at least for now. Uh, again, huge congratulations, and uh, Carson. I don't know about you, but I was just I was really impressed with how he handled the the pressure and the frustration that comes along with chasing a record like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was it was funny though cuz even in the interview, you know, they I think just about every player who breaks a record always says, you know, it's just, it's nice to just have the monkey off your back now yeah. and to be able to into to be able to especially do it now and be able to go into the postseason not having to worry about like, oh, I just missed out on the record. Mm-hmm. It's good for him to go in with just a clean mind. The the record has been broken. That's over and done with. Time to focus on going to win a World Series. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, I I lost my train of thought. Sorry, everybody. Um, all right, let's let's talk about the that closes the book on Aaron Judge. Um, oh, yeah, now I remember what I was gonna say. Uh, not <laughs> well. I'll I'll talk about we'll talk about this later because I have thoughts. Um. Not a huge fan of 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 Judge not playing in the of them of the Yankees not playing Judge in the in the last game yesterday, um, but more on that later. Uh, all right, let's let's talk about the Angels for a minute. Yes, I see, you heard me right. I said the Angels uh, because well, one. Oh boy. Um, Phil Nevin, who every, who you'll remember, took over for the fire Joe Madden earlier in the season, uh, has made a deal, Carson, with the Angels to manage the team next year. No, no disrespect, no offense to Phil Nevin, but I have no idea what the hell the Angels are thinking. A hundred percent agree with you. Um, you know, c- congratulations to Phil Nevin for doing something to prove that he deserves to get another chance to manage this team. What that thing is, I have no idea because it clearly wasn't winning. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't really know what else to, to say that has, that we haven't said about this angels team. I mean, you, you look at Phil Nevin's 
you know, he, he obviously took over for the fire, Joe Madden, who, you know, let's not forget at the time of his firing was hovering right about at 500. I believe mm-hmm. he ended up finishing uh, 20, 27 and 29. Uh, Phil Nevin went 46 and 60 Dude. the rest of the mm. way. So I'm not really sure what the angels are thinking here, but I mean, go g- good job. Phil Nevin, I guess. Congratulations. Good luck. I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that Phil Nevin will not make it through the entirety of the 2023 season. Uh, because clearly the angels clearly they didn't respond. Um, they just, I don't know. I, and this is another, yet another in a long line of head scratching moves by the angels, but there's one, there are two lone, there are two bright spots for the angels. Of course, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani and Carson Shohei Otani. I mean, this dude, he just keeps, uh, he just keeps making history. Um, he has become the first player in Major League Baseball history to qualify for the league leaderboards in both pitching and batting categories in the same season. Uh, because this year he had 162 innings pitched and 502 plate appearances. And honestly, cousin, he put up numbers that any batter or pitcher just on their own would be, you know, happy with. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Shohei Otani, like, what what more? I feel like I'm a broken record, but more, what more can we say that ha- we haven't said about how incredible of a player this guy is? I mean, my goodness. I mean, AJ, I don't know about you, but this MVP race between Aaron Judge and Shohei Otani has been, for me, one of the most entertaining of my lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's been... And I don't remember... I was, you know, yesterday I was trying to kind of rack my brain and think about, you know, think about another MVP race in the past that uh, that was this close and this, you know, and I honestly couldn't think of any. Um, if it were up to me, Carson, we would have, there would be Shohei Otani and Aaron Judge would, would share the MVP award. They would be co-MVPs. Yeah, I would agree. I've I don't know if I could decide at this Mm-mm. point who to vote for. They've both just been so fantastic this year and both both have made historic records like. Yeah. It's it's crazy. They've literally matched each other accolade for accolade. Yeah, I think if um if Aaron Judge didn't have the absolute if he didn't have the ridiculous season that he had this year and he just had a Oh, this is gonna sound bad. If he just had a normal Aaron Judge season, that sounds bad. That 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 didn't. That, that I don't mean that the way it sounds. But if Aaron Judge had a, a quote unquote normal Aaron Judge season, and Shohei Otani had the season that he had this year, I don't think it would be. I think the MVP would clearly go to Shohei Otani. But Aaron Judge had this ridiculous year. You know, broke the broke the American League single season home run record. I I just yeah. I, I, Carson, I don't envy, uh, I don't envy the, 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 the people voting for MVP this year. Yeah, I, I do not envy them either. It's pretty crazy to, to think about how 
how incredible both of these seasons have been. I mean, we're we're watching two of the greatest potentially that will ever play the game of baseball right now, and it it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, we're we're extremely lucky to get to watch that we have players, you know, playing uh now. Uh you know, players like Shohei Tani and Aaron Judge and Mike Trout and uh I mean there's just so many we could we could go on and on and on. There's just so many exciting and ridiculously talented young players um that are that are making a name for themselves in MLB. Um yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's it's crazy to me to think about, you know, Shohei Tani has, you know, arguably his best season yet. And then, you know, you look at that and you go, well, well you know, there's your MVP. To, to pass for someone to, in order to beat him out for the MVP – you would have to have a a ridiculous and historical season, and that's what Aaron Judge did. It's just, it's crazy. Um, it's absolutely insane, and and lucky us uh, to be along for the ride. Um, it's it's been a it's been a it's been an the season, the season got off to a, the season got off to a bit of a rough start. Um, but Carson, I think, in the end, uh, this was, we, this was just a hell of a season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, this is, this is a perfect little segue into into our, uh, our next talk, talking point. But this has been an one season that I think we'll look back on with a lot of fond memories. Yeah, if I had. If I had one, well, if I had one tiny, tiny microscopic gripe with with how things played out this season, Carson. Uh, so yesterday, well, two days ago for you guys now, I guess. But yesterday for us, you know, last day of the regular season, and um. Not one, not one single game on the schedule yesterday, Carson. No, there were no games yesterday with any kind of, with any significance or any playoff uh, implications or or anything. And I, I, I have to. Ch- I think I have to chalk that up to the fact that, to the you know to the expanded playoff format, which I love. Don't get me wrong, but. Um, I don't know, but I kind of missed, I missed the drama of game 162 yesterday. 100% love game 162. Um, you know, it's, it can be game 162 can be a lot of fun, but at the same time, when you have a season like this, where, you know, pretty much all of the, all of the spots are locked up done with you know it's it's hard to put a little bit of drama into that game 162 yeah it was just i don't know it was it was weird and i mean i'm sure i'm sure i'll get used to it and who knows maybe next year things will be different um once once teams kind of uh have another year to get used to this you know the new the new playoff format and everything um 
So let's let's talk about some of our let's talk about some of our biggest surprises and disappointments from this year. Um, surprises. Uh, maybe the biggest surprise to me, Carson, this year was the Baltimore Orioles being in playoff contention right down to the wire. Yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely agree. I mean, the, to to see the job that uh, Brandon Hyde has done and um, all of the prospects that that Baltimore has been able to develop, obviously highlighted by Adley Rutschman, um, it's been it's been an incredible, incredible to to watch the uh, to watch the Orioles go from this lovable loser into a team that ended up finishing, you know, fourth in the AL East, which. You know, when you think of fourth, it's like, uh, did they really improve that much? But they still ended up winning, going 83 and 79, which is a big improvement for this Baltimore Orioles team. Um, for for me, for my biggest surprise, um, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to probably go with the Seattle Mariners here. Um, I mean, this was, this is... Let's be honest here. The the Mariners have always kind of been a team where they they look absolutely incredible through like the first half of the season. Second half they stumble a little bit and then they completely collapse. I mean, if you think about the seasons they had with Robinson Cano back in I'll say like 2018 it was, they they looked like they were going to win the AL West, go to the playoffs as one of the top teams in the American League. And then Robinson Cano gets busted for PEDs. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it just started It started the snowball down the hill, just kept picking up more and more steam. And the, the amount of times that Mar- the Mariners teams have crushed the hopes of their fans by missing out on the playoffs year after year, um, it was it was getting, getting to the point where it was just rough to watch. Um, so for them to be able to hold on and actually clinch a playoff spot this year, I think is, is pretty, is, is surprising in a very good way because they were able to kind of get that, get that monkey off their back. Yeah. I think, um, I think this year they kind of, they, they did that. They did it. They sort of did it in reverse this year. They, they started out, uh, well, let's be honest. They just they didn't start out very very good at all. Um, they started out rough, and and then they had a fight with the Angels, and that just you know that turned everything around, and and they went on a uh, you know they went on, on quite a streak. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I don't know that I'm. I don't know that for me personally that I'm I'm uh you know overly surprised by the Mariners because let's not forget ladies and gentlemen last year the Mariners went on a sim a very I mean they basically they well actually they had the same exact record last year that they do this year. They won ninety games last year and the only reason they didn't they they the only reason they didn't make the playoffs is because the you know Playoffs were one. There was one fewer team that got in last year. Um, the Mariners would have made the playoffs last year had it been for the you know the extended the expanded field. But um, yeah, so I don't I don't know that I'm I don't know that I'm surprised. I'm I don't know that I'm overly surprised by the Mariners. I'll tell you who I am overly surprised by Carson is the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, 
who we talked about on our last episode, had only had a 7.5% chance to win the AL Central. Uh, debuted 16 rookies this season, which is ridiculous, and and still and still managed to win their division. Yeah, they were um, they were a nice and big surprise, and not one that I necessarily like at all. Um, yes. But wow, huge huge shout out to the Cleveland Guardians for literally surpassing surprising literally everyone. Um, and to, to go a step further, I'm going to put one of my biggest surprises from a player's perspective. Uh, I'm going to put it towards Andres Jimenez. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of been, you know, I've been, I've been talking him up a lot this season, but again, it's worth being said, guys, go look at his stats as a New York Met compared to his stats this year in his first year in Cleveland. And it, yeah. it's almost night and day. He went from being kind of just this utility guy to, a very important part of this Guardians lineup and a very important part of this batting order. Um, so for, for me, from a player perspective, one of my biggest surprises by far, Andre Jimenez. Yeah, and an all-star. Uh, let's not forget that. Um, raise your hand if you had Andres Jimenez as an all-star in your baseball bingo card. Yeah, no, nobody did. Um... Well, for biggest surprises, I guess that also means we have to talk about biggest disappointments. And I don't know, I don't know what this means. I don't know what this says about the state of about this season or the state of baseball in general. But uh, I have more disappointments than surprises. Um, right off the bat, the the Brewers and the Giants. Uh, for Carson, I don't know about you, but I both had his play. I had both of them as playoff teams, and they were both they were the number one and number two seeds in the National League last year. Yeah, um, the the Brewers weren't necessarily as big of a disappointment for me. Um, they were obviously still a disappointment, but at least they kind of hung in there till mm-hmm. till the very end. San Francisco, what happened to you? I mean, my goodness, you finished 81 and 81 right at 500. Had been eliminated from the playoffs quite a bit ago. I mean, it was basically the same core as last year. So I'm not really sure what went wrong there, but clearly, I don't know if a new era as far as players needs to happen. I don't know if Gabe Kapler has already outstayed his welcome, but. Something, something's got to change in San Francisco because this this has got to be one of the most disappointing teams, I think, uh, by far, at least in the National League. Yep, absolutely. Oh, something big is going to change in San Francisco this offseason, uh, but that's all I'm going to say for now. Um, other disappointments, Fernando Tatis Jr., what the hell is wrong with you? Carson, <laughs> uh, he... he Okay, he has he hurts himself, he gets hurt, and he's on this, you know, he's on he's on this on this awesome, you know, on this really inspiring journey, you know, to recovery, and he's he starts swinging the bat, and you think, oh man, like, and I, I and I I admit I I was one of these people, but I said it all year, man. Wait till Fernando Tatis Jr. gets back to the Padres, man. They're gonna be a force to be reckoned with. Uh, and then, you know, they went and got Juan Soto and Josh Bell, and it was like, oh, man, when Tatis comes back, like, these guys are going to be scary good. And then, well, 
Fernando Tatis Jr. got busted for for PEDs. Um, Carson, that is probably my biggest disappointment of this season. Yeah, it's um, certainly certainly a disappointment. Um, you know, he's he's still one of the best young players in baseball, so it's always disappointing to to lose him for. Um, a lot longer than I think a lot of us expected, including the Padres organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when we when we initially talked about this, I said this, and I still believe it. I don't think we're ever going to get all the details of this story. I think there's more to this. Um, but I don't know if it's something that we'll ever get all the details to. And it'll be very interesting to see, um, see their rebound uh, from, from this as an organization and for him as an individual. Yeah, it, it'll be really interesting to see what the fallout is in San Diego and whether, uh, whether he remains a member of the San Diego Padres and whether he can kind of, uh, work his way back into the good graces of Padres fans and the Padre organization. Uh, my only other really big disappointment, and we'll talk about this more when we talk about the playoffs, was the New York Mets blowing a 10.5 game lead in the NL East. Uh, in case you're keeping score at home, ladies and gentlemen, the New York Mets led the led the NL East for 170-something days, and the Atlanta Braves only led the division for six days. So uh, that tells you all you need to know about that. Um the only other, I was going to say my Red Sox are a disappointment, but uh, I'm honestly not surprised that they had such a bad year after just uh, majorly overachieving last year. But Carson, my, my last, um, the only other sort of big disappointment I have here was the Chicago White Sox. I mean, we're talking about a team who had an awesome year last year, they were in a lot of circles. They were the odds-on favorite to win the AL Central. And then the bottom just fell out. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the White Sox had a bunch of problems this year from pitching to injuries to guys in the batting order. They essentially had problems all the way around. Um, yeah. And I, I would agree they were also one of the teams I had kind of written down here as one of my biggest disappointments. Um Ladies and gentlemen, in case you forgot, I picked them over my Minnesota Twins to win the division, if that shows you how much confidence I have in the White Sox and almost also how little confidence I actually have in the Twins. Um, but but yeah, obviously a huge disappointment, I think, for the White Sox this year. Um, to go a step further, um, I'm going to pick Yasmani Grandal as one of the mm. biggest player disappointments mm-hmm. this season. I mean, Father Time, I don't know if Father Time just decided to let him have last year and then just said, all right, all right, Desmani, you're you're done now. Go go sit in the corner. Um, I mean, my goodness, he just he just did not look like the Yasmani Grandal we've come we've come to see. Career low in batting average, on base percentage, slugging percentage by a good long way was his worst ever. Um, so for, for me, Yasmani Grandal is very much a big disappointment. Um, as far as the other teams on my list, oh boy, I've, I also have quite a few disappointments. Um, obviously my Minnesota twins are a massive disappointment, but 
Um, you guys already caught my rant on the last episode, so I don't think I don't think I need to go into why they were a disappointment. Um, I also had your Boston Red Sox um, have fun not having Xander Bogarts and Rafi Devers. Mm, no, no. Um, let's not even eight. let's not even go down that path yet. Not yet. Fair enough. Not yet. Um, the Angels. How could I forget the Angels being a massive disappointment once again, even though at this point my expectations for this team are even smaller than my expectations of getting my order right at a fast food place. That's <laughs> virtually non-existent. So, um, I also put the Texas Rangers as one of my biggest disappointments. Um, after after an offseason where you go out and get Marcus Semien, you get Corey Seager, yeah. uh, you try and certify that pitching staff with John Gray right. to go 68-94 and 94 feels a bit inexcusable. Um, yeah. The Miami Marlins I also had as one of my biggest disappointments. Um, you've gathered all this talent. You've got a, the potential NL Cy Young winner in Sandy Alcantara. Um, and Jazz Chisholm, and you're still only able to go 69 and 93 mm. in a in an NL East that was pretty much, you know, Atlanta, the Mets, and then realistically, you know, I think this team could have been in contention for a wild card spot this year, but um, this was vastly disappointing. And then we already talked about uh, we already talked a little bit about the Giants. Uh, the Brewers I had on a lesser scale of disappointment because, like I said, they kind of hung in there right till the end. And I think, yeah, I think that's all my disappointments. But yeah, it, it kind of is sad that there's we had a lot more disappointments than there were surprises this year. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, I don't know what that means or or what that says about the state of baseball, but um, I don't know. Maybe it was just because it was a weird year. I mean, this was. Obviously, we had all the, you know, all the labor, uh, you know, all the labor problems and, and the, you know, um, the late start to spring training and the later start to the season. And, uh, you know, it being only the, you know, this year being only the, you know, kind of the second, quote unquote, normal year, you know, uh post you know the craziness of 2020 and 2021 so i don't know maybe maybe everybody just got thrown off this year and and next year spring training will start on time the season will start on time the playoffs will start on time uh and and everything will be everything will be sunshine and rainbows um all right let's let's take a break uh let's take a very let's take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk about our best and most memorable stories and boy, were there some good ones uh, of the season. And then we're going to take a way, 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 way too early look ahead at 2023. Um, yeah, uh, you're listening to the eighth inning stretch, and uh, we'll be right back. Hey everybody, welcome back to the eighth inning stretch. Uh, we are in the midst of sort of we're we're doing our kind of season and review type thing, our season recap. We already talked about our biggest surprises and disappointments, but uh, some just awesome, awesome stories uh, that came out of came out of this season. Um, just off the top of my head, 
Well, I think, Carson, I think the best, I don't know about the, but the, maybe the most memorable story to come out of this season uh, was, uh, and man, it feels like forever ago that we talked about this, but uh, Rachel Balkovich uh, becoming the first woman to manage a major league affiliated team when she uh, stepped into that role for the Yankees uh, single A team. And then Alyssa Nacken uh, becoming the first uh, woman uh, MLB coach when she uh, came into a game to coach at first base for the Giants. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's been a really good year for, for getting more women in baseball, um, which is really exciting. And uh, hopefully we'll we'll be able to uh, to build on uh, to build on this and go ahead further into the into the future, getting more more and more women involved in the game. Um, but I think we'd be remiss, AJ, if we if we want to talk about greatest stories. I think we'd be remiss without uh, mentioning the the one and only Aaron Judge and his 62 home run season because that is something that you and I will probably never see again in our lifetime. No, I don't think we'll ever see a season like that again. But, uh, well, I don't want to get too far into looking ahead to 2023, but um, I, yeah, no, this is, this is probably this, yeah, this is, this is probably the story of the year. Um, sorry, Mariners, but um, yeah, this is, Aaron Judge just had a, had a, had a ridiculous, had a great season, you know, broke, broke Roger Maris's American League home run record. Um, he's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like he's not, I know, I know I hear, I hear all my fellow Red Sox fans out there. I know he's a Yankee, but he's not, he's not a, he's not a typical Yankee. He's not a, you know, he's not an arrogant D bag, <laughs> Derek Jeter, um, or a rod, you know, he doesn't fall into that mold. He's a stand up guy, Carson, and he plays the, he just plays the game the right way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of probably the the classiest guys in the yeah. game today. Absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, obviously a great story there. Um, I think for, for me personally, uh, watching for my Minnesota Twins, Louisa Rise uh, win the American League batting title has been an awesome story. Um, a guy who is very much, you know, a fan favorite here in Minnesota, but uh, isn't somebody that's really known nationally. Um, so it's always really cool to to see guys like that, no matter what team, um, go from being being a fav- fan favorite in their in their local uh, state or area, uh, going on to to win the American League batting title uh, for the first time since Joe Maurer did it in 2009 for the twins. So, uh, that was pretty surreal for me. Yeah. Huge shout out to Luis Arrive for winning the batting title, beating Aaron judge out by a mere, uh, basically out of, out of five points, uh, which is, which is crazy. A point zero zero five difference, which is nuts. Um, maybe, uh, that might've turned out differently. Um, if Aaron Judge hadn't sat in the last regular season game, but I'll talk about more, more, more about that in a minute. Uh, other other kind of memorable best stories that came out of uh, we talked about it a bunch. Carson was Josh Hader going on that friggin' insane scoreless streak 
I don't remember how many games it was or how many innings, but it was it was it was pretty epic. Yeah, it was awesome. I think it ended up being I want to say it was like 15 15 Yeah, it games. was nuts. That, that ended up going or something like that, but absolutely insane. Um, I mean, it's it's those kind of stories that are cool to to look back on those stories from the early early on in the season that we often I think forget about. And that one that one was definitely a cool one for uh, for us to to cover certainly. But I think also when we talk about best stories, you know, we look at the trade mm. deadline. The Juan Soto deal, probably one of the biggest deals in baseball history. Yeah, Um, Maybe still hasn't quite worked out the way uh, the Padres wanted. Not yet, anyways. Uh, A bit of a a rough adjustment there for Juan Soto going to San Diego. But, um, yeah, that was, I mean... Shit. I mean, how many? I don't. I, I I lost track of how many episodes in a row we talked about Juan Soto and where he was going to end up. So, um, yeah, that was that was pretty wild. Uh, which will that craziness and hype will most definitely be surpassed this winter, uh, and this spring probably actually more likely when we're sitting here talking about uh, um where Aaron Judge is going to go. Um, the only other... I, I saved the best for last for me and, and, all, my, and all my friends in, in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, the Seattle Mariners ending their 21-year playoff drought. Just, just, a, just, a, just an absolutely incredible story. Um, just a just a uh, just a wicked fun team to watch, and uh, they started out. You know, they got off to a rough start this year, but they pulled it together. They got into a fight with the Angels, so thank you to the Anna, to the uh, LA Angels for uh, starting that scrap um, because that was the spark, that was the turning point for the Mariners. And I just want to I have I dug up some I dug up some some kind of cool facts. Um, about the last time the Mariners win the playoffs. I just thought this was fun, so I'm just going to throw this out to you guys. Uh, Carson, the last time the Seattle Mariners were in the playoffs, Julio Rodriguez, who is, for me, a slam dunk to win AL Rookie of the Year, uh, was 14 months old. Wow. The Washington... Oh, these get better. Uh, the Washington Nationals did not exist. They were still playing in Montreal. Uh, so the Montreal Expos were still a thing. Uh, this one is this this one might be my no, this one is this was not my favorite, but this one's a good one too. Uh, Albert Pujols, he of the 700 home runs and easily a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, he was a rookie. Um, and now he's in his last season. Uh, <laughs> Tom Brady, ladies and gentlemen, the last time the Seattle Mariners win the playoffs, Tom Brady was making his second NFL start. And, you know, now he's, you know, 40-something and, and still going. Uh, and this one is by far my favorite. Uh, Carson, the last time the Seattle Mariners win the playoffs... The first version of the iPod was released. 
Wow. That is that is a long time ago. Yeah, longer um, than I care yeah, to think obviously, about. <laughs> yeah, obviously it has uh it's been quite quite a long time uh since since the Mariners have made the playoffs. But speaking of the Mariners in terms of best stories, how about Julio oh, Rodriguez yeah. and his rookie campaign and and the the insane contract extension that he yeah. got. Absolutely unreal from Julio Rodriguez. Yeah, and he deserves every penny of it. Uh, I have complete faith in Julio Rodriguez, and if he has, if he has the kind of playoffs I think he's going to have, um, yeah, he's he's going to be the he's going to be the new king of Seattle. Um, I mean, let's be honest; none of them will, none of those guys will ever have to pay for anything in in seattle or in washington or in the pacific northwest ever again so um yeah just a just an absolutely just an amazing amazing run by the mariners just an incredible um and also the (laughs) just to kind of put a bow on this on this 2001 mariners thing um some of the names on the 2001 mariners roster uh, this is yeah. This was fun. I I enjoyed. I I had a blast di- uh, digging these up. Uh, first baseman John Olerud. Second baseman, yeah. Second baseman Brett Boone. Uh, center field, center field Mike Cameron. Uh, designated hitter Edgar Martinez, legend. Uh, the pitching staff was highlighted by the likes of Aaron Seeley, Freddie Garcia, and Jamie Moyer. And of course, in right field for the 2001 Mariners, who was a rookie, by the way, is the great, the one and only Ichiro. Uh, And this magnificent collection of talent was managed by the one and only Lou Piniella. Wow. Yeah. Crazy, right? That's quite the team. Yeah, that yeah, was quite the team. I'm gonna be honest. There, there are only a few names on there that I <laughs> totally remember. Yeah, well, that was that was uh, that was a bit of a that was even longer ago. Um, I mean, I was I was two. Yeah, years I was gonna old. say you were probably. <laughs> uh, no, seriously though, that that one Mariners team was was. Just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, obviously they went 116 games. Um, kind of flamed out in the playoffs, uh, but the 2022 Mariners are going to uh, wipe away that, uh, wipe away those those bad memories. Hopefully. Um, all right, we're. Disclaimer, this is all pure wild speculation, Carson, but let's let's take a way, 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 way too early look at 2023. Let's just let's just throw some stuff out there that we think could maybe possibly uh theoretically happen in the 2023 MLB season. Um I don't know about you, but I mean, well, this is probably not a very bold prediction, but and we've talked about it before. Uh, Aaron Judge will not be a New York Yankee in 2023. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, 
I think that there is certainly uh, Yankees fans that are hoping that he will be, but at this point, I don't think they're going to be able to pay him what he's looking for. Uh, and um, yeah, I think I think in all likelihood, uh, he will not be a Yankee. And I know I know that I you didn't want to talk about it earlier, but I'm sorry. I just I gotta say it. I don't think Xander Bogarts is going to be a Boston Red Sox in 2023 or Rafael Devers for that. Um, as far as I will address that in a moment. Uh, as far as Aaron Judge goes, I don't. Obviously, he the man wants to get paid. But if it was, I don't know. For me, if it was just about money for him, which I don't think it is, uh. I don't think he would have turned down the Yankees' offer. Um, I think there's something. I think maybe he doesn't want to. He just doesn't want to play for the Yankees on some level. Uh, and I am going to make the boldest prediction I have made all year on this show, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, even bolder than picking the Seattle Mariners to win the World Series, which doesn't look so crazy now, does it? Um, no, I'm going to make my boldest prediction of the year, Carson. Uh, in 2023, now batting for the San Francisco Giants, Aaron Judge. Whoa, San Francisco. Interesting. Okay. Okay, but... You know, I like. Keep in mind, Aaron Judge is a native Californian. He was born and raised not far from San Francisco. Grew up as a Giants fan. Uh, the Giants have the Giants will have money to spend. Their payroll is, you know, kind of in the middle of the road as far as MLB payrolls go. They have the money. Uh, I don't know. I just, I just think it makes sense. I could see it. Um... I still think that there's a very good chance that he'll go to the Dodgers personally. Oh Please no. Um, which which I think would be hilarious. Please no. By the way, uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as Aaron Judge goes, I won't predict the Dodgers. Trying, th- you know what? I'll think he goes to the Mets. I'll make things interesting. I'm gonna go with the yeah. Mets. I think I could very much see him going to the other side of New York. Um, and I I almost just want it to happen just to see the reaction from Yankees fans on Twitter. I mean, if we're talking about shock factor for Yankees fans and Aaron Judge, I mean, let's be honest, the biggest shock of all would be him going to the Red Sox. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think, in all honesty, I think they would rather sign Bogarts or Devers yeah. before Judge. But Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah. let's see. As far now, as far as Xander Bogarts goes, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make a pretty wild prediction on on this one. I'm going to say that for Xander Bogarts, Don't next season, it. now batting. No. For the New oh, York. Oh God! Yankees, I knew it. I Xander fucking Bogarts. knew that's where you were going. Uh, I mean, would he not be a perfect... Xander Bogarts is not going to the Yankees. I know, but let's... Isaiah Kiner-Falefa did not cut it this season. He was was a shell of his defensive self 
Xander Bogarts could come in and easily be a better supporting piece or a potential main piece for this Yankees team should Aaron Judge leave. I will grant you that it makes sense on paper. However, I refuse to entertain the notion of Aaron of, of Xander Bogarts in pinstripes. Um, that would hurt more than... That would hurt more than when Johnny Damon went to the Yankees. And that, that one hurt. And all you Red Sox fans out there know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, no, as far as the Red Sox go and Bogart's endeavors, I mean, J.D. Martinez, gone. Uh, I don't think that's, I don't think there's any mystery left to that. Um, As far as Bogart's endeavors goes, um, I don't know. If they're only going to sign one, if they're – and, I mean, let's be honest. The Red Sox have the money. They can they can afford to sign both guys. Um, but there's also the matter of Nathan Nivaldi and fixing that train wreck of a pitching staff, um, getting some, you know, actual uh, – um, and not so much the rotation, but the the bullpen for sure. Getting an actual closer, <laughs> Edwin Diaz. Um, no, seriously though, if they're only gonna sign one, if it if it comes down to Devers or Bogarts, I don't know. I they would miss Devers. I would miss Devers' bat, but I would miss I would miss Xander's glove. So I don't know. That's I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not ready to deal with that yet. I'm not ready to go down that road yet. I did hear some encouraging news out of Boston yesterday, though, that that Bogart's endeavors both said that they're ready to talk contract now that the season is over. So for the moment, I'm going to remain optimistic. Um, my only other kind of bold prediction for 2023, Carson, is I think the Baltimore Orioles are going to make the playoffs next year. I would agree with that. I think that there's a, you know, as long as the uh, the prospects that they have developing continue to be on the track that they are, um, I mean, the they should be very much on the right track. So um, I'll be very intrigued to see what, uh, what they end up doing come the offseason. Mm. Um, but to take a step back a minute you you mentioned him already how could we not talk about uh Edwin Diaz for one of the biggest stories of the season oh yeah absolutely uh purely because of his walkout music and the the almost cult-like following that that has gotten around baseball not to mention his absolute complete total dominance yeah absolutely I mean we, we saw last year, you know, let's be honest, Mets fans were not very happy with him last no. year and literally said, lose Diaz. Right. Um, but, but I, but yeah, this year to, to watch him become a, a league closer again. Awesome. But I would go as, I would go as far. I mean, he has, he is, Edwin Diaz has been, he's the most automatic, dominant, shutdown, lights out closer. Uh, that I think I've seen in, in quite a while. I mean, I don't think we've seen a guy that when he when you see him come out of the bullpen, you see him make that, you know, come trotting out of that bullpen, 
if you're an opposing player or if you're a, you know, a fan of the a Mets fan, you go, oh, shit, game's over. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Carson, I, I'm, I honestly, I don't. Okay, I'm going to preface this with a disclaimer. I am not comparing these two players in terms of talent level. But the last time I saw a closer that had that just, yep, game's over, uh, sort of, you know, effect and, and intimidation on opposing teams was Mariano Rivera. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Mariano, one of, you know, for me, the greatest coach of all time. And, um, you know, nobody's walkout music got 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 them quite as hyped as Mariano's did up until now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Although, uh, the 2004 ALCS notwithstanding. Sorry, Mariano. But uh, you kind of blew that one a little bit. Um, all right, any other... Anything else coming through in the crystal ball for 2023 that we want to just kind of throw out there? Um, I'm going to say that the angels are going to have another losing season. Gotta hope not. (laughs) I'll, I'll get, I'll get further into why, um, when we talk about Shohei Otani's new deal and uh, Hmm. fire spell. Yeah. I think that's a. Um, uh, I really hope you're wrong about that one. I don't think Angels fans. Can I do too. If it makes. Yeah, I don't think Angels fans can handle that. Um, okay, so we're at this time. At this point next year, are we? Are we talking about? Uh, will we be talking about the two-time defending World Series champion Atlanta Braves? No. Yeah, I don't I don't think so either. Because we're gonna be talking about the defending World Series champion Seattle Mariners, ladies and gentlemen. Um at least that's the hope. Uh and seamless segue right into the playoffs. Playoffs? Um Yes, we're talking about playoffs. Okay, so I mean we kind of already talked about the Mariners ended their, you know, their twenty one season drought, but Sort of to a kind of got pushed to the side, Carson. The Philadelphia Phillies ended an 11 year playoff drought of their own. Yes, they did. After after it was announced that uh, after the Mariners kind of ended their drought, the Phillies were the next longest drought of 11 years, and the Phillies went to the playoff. Um, so congratulations to the Philadelphia Phillies. It's been a very long road for that franchise as well. Um, yeah. So you know this this team on paper looks like they could make some make some noise potentially in the National League, and they are very much my dark horse in the National League. Led of course by former Boston Red Sox Kyle Schwarber, who oh by the way led the National League in home runs this year. Nope, still not bitter about that one. Um, of course, the Phillies rivals, NL East rivals, the Braves won the NL East. Uh, I mentioned before, Carson, that the Braves led the led the division for a whopping six days uh, after the Mets just absolutely, uh, I don't even know. The Mets just, 
the bottom just fell out for the Mets. They had a 10 and a half game lead at one point. And I don't, I mean, we kind of talked about it all year. It looked for a while that like they, the Mets were just going to run away with the NL East. Yeah. I mean, they, they led this division dominated this division. In fact, for a majority of the season, um, so for, for the Braves to make a comeback like they did, they, they made the comebacks at the right times when the Mets were starting to kind of struggle a little bit with their games. And here we are with the Braves winning the NL East once again, which is insane to think about at this point. Yeah, although I have to admit, um, I, I don't know. I, I really, I'm kind of torn on, on where to place the most blame for this thing, whether to, you know, it's kind of that, it's that age old, well, did the Mets choke or did the Braves make a comeback? And, and I think it's a bit of both. Um, but we'll, we'll talk more about that in, in by yourself for sure. Uh, all right. So that's it. The regular season's over. Everything is settled. All the matchups are set. Let's talk. Let's, Finally, it's here. The playoffs are finally here. Let's talk about this wild card round. The first year, of course, of the extent the the uh, expanded wild card and the three game, the best of three series. Thank God they finally got rid of that stupid one game wild card. Uh, American League, Carson. We've got my Seattle Mariners and the Toronto Blue Jays, and we've got the Cleveland Guardians and the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, to the absolute surprise of no one, I'm obviously picking the Mariners over the Blue Jays, uh, and I'm and I'm going uh, probably also not to anyone's surprise. I'm going Guardians over Rays. Yeah, those are those are also uh, my predictions. I'll go a step further. I will take uh, I'll take the Guardians in two. And then I think the uh, Mariners Blue Jays series will go the full three games, but I do see Seattle taking it in the end. Yeah, I just think um, as far as the Guardians and Rays, sorry Rays fans, but the Guardians are just a way better team, uh, and they're just and they have Terry Francona. So, um, and it's yeah, as far as the Mariners and the Blue Jays, uh, I think. I think I mean there that's a Carson, that's a hell of a there's some there's some really interesting pitching on both sides. You've got of course Luis Castillo for the Mariners, you've got Alec Manoa for the Blue Jays. Um I think that's going to be I think it's gonna be a, a low a low scoring series. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's gonna be a pitching battle till the end. And um you know, both teams are have very potent lineups as well, though. I don't think we can we can necessarily not take that into account, but um, I think it's going to come down to a battle of whose pitching core uh, will be able to stifle the other team's lineup the best. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a... Um, well, and another key advantage the Mariners have is they have Julio, Julio Rodriguez, who, I don't know, call me crazy, but I think he's going to have a breakout uh, playoffs. Um, he's gonna. I mean, he had a breakout regular season. I think he's just gonna. He's gonna carry that through October. Um. All right. Let's let's talk about the. Well, let's stick with the American League for a minute. So, assuming the Mariners beat the Ra- uh, the Blue Jays and the Guardians beat the Rays, um, 
The Mariners would then face the Houston Astros in the ALDS, and the Guardians would face the Yankees. Um, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but that Mariners-Astros, uh, that makes me nervous a bit. Yeah, the if the Mariners, you know, if they go on to face the Astros, that is certainly a series where I think the Mariners fans should be worried. Uh, the Astros, the Astros are the Astros at this point, and I mean, it seems like nobody's been able to stop Justin Verlander since he joined Houston. Yeah. Uh, by the way, a little bit of breaking news in terms of the Mariners and Blue Jays series, although it might not be super breaking news because I think this was pretty expected, but. Uh, both teams have respectively announced that for the Mariners taking the bump in game one will be Luis Castillo taking on Alec Manoa of the bump for the Blue Jays. So that, though, that'll be a great game one pitching battle between those two. Too bad most of uh, too bad most fans won't get a chance to see it uh, because the MLB sucks at scheduling. Um, all right. Let's 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 talk about National League real quick. Uh, we've got the Mets and the Padres, and we've got the Cardinals and the Phillies. Um, well, let me start with the Cardinals and the Phillies because I have. Uh, well, the Cardinals and Phillies. Sorry, Phillies fans, but um, I just I just don't see the Phillies beating the Cardinals. The Cardinals are just too good. Uh, the Cardinals have been have been have played pretty, you know, have played great baseball pretty much all year. Um, I just, yeah, I just, I, I think the Phillies will make it. I think that series goes three games, but I don't, I just don't see the Phillies beating the Cardinals. Padres and Mets, Carson. Now, on paper, on paper, this is a mismatch of epic proportions. However, when I look at that San Diego pitching staff, I just, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not, I'm okay. To be clear, I'm picking the Mets. I think the Mets do win this series, but I think it goes three games. But I could very easily see the Padres just somehow, you know, just somehow clicking and, and, sort of becoming the team that a lot of people expected them to be this year and and pulling off a shocker against the Mets. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, as far as my predictions go, I, I think I agree with um, I agree with both. Um, I think the Cardinals take it in three. I also believe the Mets take it in three. Um, the Cardinals Phillies series was a little bit was one that was a little bit harder for me to uh, to pick because I've been t- praising the Phillies almost all season as kind of my dark horse. But, mm. um, you know, when, when I look at this Cardinals team and I look at their lineup and I look at the fact that you've got two potential NL MVP candidates on one team, the only thing that concerns me about the Cardinals is that starting pitching staff outside of Jose Quintana, who um, a little bit more breaking news uh, has been announced as the game one starter for the Cardinals um, with wow. Miles Michaelis taking the bump for game two. Um, so that's that's my main concern with this Cardinals team is kind of that starting pitching staff. 
Uh, the bullpen, I think, is certainly also a little bit of a concern. Uh, Jordan Hicks and Giovanni Gallegos did not necessarily have the greatest regular season. Um, but the, you know, a lot of the points you made with the Padres Mets series, you know, it looks like a mismatch on paper. The San Diego pitching staff, it looks like sh- shouldn't even compare to what the Mets have in terms of riches. Um, but it'll it'll be interesting to see what what Juan Soto does back in the postseason for the first time and what feels like a long time since uh, the Nationals have been rebuilding somehow ever since their World Series victory. So um, I will definitely have my eyes on that series for sure and definitely be laser focused on what Juan Soto does. Yeah, that's a actually. Uh, I'm kind of ashamed to admit I didn't even think about Juan Soto and and how long it's been. Well, I mean, it's only been it's only been a few years, but it feels like he's been out of the playoffs for you know for forever. Um, yeah, these I'm 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 wicked stoked for these wild card series. Uh, I think they're they're all gonna be they're all gonna be fun to watch, and uh, I think they're just gonna set the stage for for an awesome October. Um, all right, we are going to talk about buyer. We are going to we are going to play buyer sell here in a, in a minute, but and well after the break. Uh, but Carson, we uh, we would be remiss not to talk about our first ever playoff bracket challenge, which is now live. Um, all the details are on Twitter. The link um, to sign up and fill out your bracket. Pretty straightforward, everybody. Fill out your postseason bracket. Uh, pick your winners, you know, for each round all the way through to picking your World Series champion. Um, the deadline for picks, well, depending on when you're listening to this, the deadline might have already passed. But the deadline for picks uh, is is Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern uh, before the start of the first game. Um, pretty straightforward. The bracket with the most picks, with the most correct picks wins. Um and uh, only one per, only one entry per user. And of course, uh, this is brought to you by the lovely folks of our printer dudes, uh, who have most graciously agreed, Carson, to uh, dole out some fantabulous prizes. Uh, third place gets a five dollar printer dudes coupon. Second place gets a ten dollar printer dudes coupon. And first place will get a sweet sweet fifteen dollars uh, to spend at printer dudes. Yeah, huge, absolutely huge shout out to our friends over at Printer Dude. Um, have been great spon- sponsors for us, and um, you know, are we are very lucky to to be able to have such a great relationship with them over there. And uh, you know, they're 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 looking to to help help us with this bracket challenge and have some pretty sweet prizes for you guys. So make sure you get your brackets in right now. Like, like, go do it now. Pause the episode <laughs> right now. Do it. You don't even have to pause the episode. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I suppose you don't. Just pop open it. Just open a new tab. You know. Uh, no, seriously though, get that, get those in, um, because this is going to be a wild October. And if you're if you're good enough and lucky enough, uh, you can score for some uh, sweet coupons to spend over at Printer Dudes. All right, let's take a last break. Uh, When we come back, we're going to play Buy or Sell. We're going to talk about, well, I mean, they're all must-watch games, let's be honest. Uh, And uh, and we'll get to our, our one last thing. 
Uh, you're listening to the eighth inning stretch, and we'll be right back. Everybody, welcome back to the eighth inning stretch. Uh, let's play a little buy or sell. Ooh, we got some good ones this time out. Uh, all right, let's just let's just jump right in, Carson. Buy or sell? Aaron Judge being benched for his final regular season game and thus missing out on not only the batting title but probably the triple crown. I am cautiously buying Ooh. this. Um, the The reason why I say cautiously is because of that fact that he potentially could have won the triple crown, but I believe I saw on Twitter he would have had to go basically in his last two games, he would have had to go basically seven mm. for 12 to even catch Luis okay. Arise. So, um, so that's, that's why I'm cautiously buying it. Um, but in terms of buying it, I mean, what else would there have been left for him to do? Sure. Like you might as well rest him. You might as well keep him healthy for the playoffs because let's be honest, you're going to need him at his best if you want to make a deep playoff run. So I'm cautious. Uh, I am selling this and I'm selling this hard. Uh, yes, I hear you all, you know, screaming at me going, yeah, but he already broke the record. Yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. You do not sit Aaron Judge for the last game of the regular season. Yeah, I know he already broke the record. But come on, the dude had a... I know the batting title... I know the Triple Crown was a long shot. uh, And I know the batting title was probably a long shot. But the man had a shot at the batting title. Carson, with the season Aaron Judge had and breaking the home run record and, and all the other, you know, all the other all the other things he accomplished this year, the batting title, man, that would have been the cherry on top of the Sunday. Yeah, I mean that's that's certainly certainly a valid point. And again, the the main reason why I said I cautiously buy this. Um, I mean, obviously, I think like the the stat would have been seven for twelve. That's that's pretty hard to do yeah. in it, it is in really any any league and at any point. Yes. So, um, you know, hitting seven for 12 is something that's not very easy to do, but I understand completely why you would be selling hard yeah, on. That. I just, I'm just frustrated with Aaron Boone and the Yankees. Uh, that just, I don't know. Just, but it just bothers me. Um, all right. Uh, buyer South Carson, the Braves pulled off the greatest regular season comebacks this one's hard but i'm i'm gonna say i'm gonna cautiously buy again because for me it's going to be very much dependent on what they do in the postseason because at the end of the day all this is great but if they end up losing in the Mm. divisional round it really doesn't mean that much that's a really good point um Nope, I'm selling hard on this one too. Carson's Carson's buying everybody. Uh, I'm selling today. I'm sell, sell, selling. I'm selling hard. I'm selling even. I'm selling this one even harder than I'm selling Aaron Judge uh, being benched in the last game of the regular season. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest regular season comeback to make the postseason was the 2007 Colorado Rockies. They won. They, they had to go on 
they had to go on a once in a lifetime, absolutely insane run. They went on this historic winning streak just just to force a tiebreaker game for the wild card with the Padres. Then they had to win the wild card. They won the tiebreaker game, then had to win the wild card game. Uh, and of course, they went all the way to the World Series. Yes, I know they lost the World Series. I know they got swept by the Red Sox. But in the Rockies' defense, uh, no one was going to beat that 07 Red Sox team. That team was an absolute juggernaut. But, Carson, it's got to be. I, I got to go 07 Rockies. Yeah, I think that's that's certainly certainly a valid a valid uh, argument back. Um, I mean that that 07 Rockies team was absolutely phenomenal. So, um, but again, like I said, this is very much dependent for me on what they do in the playoffs because if they lose in the divisional round, then it doesn't really mean so. Much. For you, would the Braves have to win the World Series again? For for them for this to be the you know the best regular season comeback, I wouldn't say they'd have to win the World Series. I would say for me, I think they would have to at least okay. make it. Again. That's fair. Yeah. So if they get, <laughs> and I'm not I'm not saying this will happen, but if they get swept in the division round, uh, that's not a win. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. No. If if that happens, I will sell on this for less value than I got for it today. Uh, I'll pull. I'll have to pull a pawn stars with my oh tail between my legs. Uh, yeah. The best I can do is yeah. Um, nice. Uh, nice pawn stars reference. By the way, that's Thank good. You. I like that. Um, no, I I think I don't know, man. I think for me, I think. Okay, I'll 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 concede this. If the Braves, if the Braves win the World Series, which of course would be you know back to back titles for them, if the Braves win the World Series, I will graciously consider putting them on the same level with the 07 Rockies, maybe slightly ahead because the Braves actually won the World Series, um, but only if they win the World Series. Because I think, and I kind of talked about this late. I kind of talked about this earlier. You know, this is kind of one of those. Yes, the Mets choked and gave up a ten and a half game lead, but you also have to give credit to the Braves. But I gotta be honest. I this NLE thing is more about the Mets choking than the Braves making a comeback because the Braves only led or were tied in the NLEs for six days. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think I think it certainly is more about the Mets collapse than it is the Braves right. comeback. Um, but and, you know, at, at the end of the day, they they managed to to leap over the Mets, whether it was more the Mets' fault or the Braves pull, pulling it together. And I know I'm testing off Mets fans right now, but the only reason I the only reason I say that the only reason I'm going in that direction is because. This is like, this is, you know, the Braves and the, and the Mets are running a marathon, you know, and this is the equivalent of the runner, the person in front of you, you know, uh, collapsing from exhaustion right as they're about to cross the finish line. 
Yeah, it was it was literally they the the Braves were kind of like you know, they were at least I think in a light jog <laughs> meanwhile the Mets were the the Mets were the guy who hadn't had like any water before the race and are literally like crawling like hands and knees to get over the finish line and then once they do they just fall yeah, over pretty much and then but then now it's like oh okay you got to go do another race in like two days like, somebody should have got the somebody should have got the man some gatorade just saying uh all right buy or sell shohei otani's deal which in case any of you guys missed it he signed a one-year deal uh to avoid arbitration with the angels uh, but buy or sell, Otani's deal with the Angels means they're serious about building a winner. Carson, I have, I want with with everything in me, I want to sell this, but I still have, I'm still holding out the tiniest little shred of hope for Shohei Otani and Mike Trout uh, and Angels fans, and and I'm gonna buy this. I am selling and selling yeah. hard. Um... I'm I'm just gonna be honest here. The the Angels have done nothing to give me any faith in the fact that that organization is being run well. Um, congratulations to Shohei Otani on getting this new deal. Um, but it was isn't it only for one year? What, one year, sixteen yeah. million dollars. Yeah. If if this is if this is a commitment to show that you're serious about building a winner, then you sign this guy long term. You don't sign him to a one year deal like. Kind of, I know it was to avoid arbitration, but it just feels kind of ridiculous that you weren't able to lock him up to a long-term deal. So I'm selling on this and selling. Hard. Yeah, I like I said, I want to, uh, but I'm I'm sticking with the Angels fans. I'm hoping uh, that this winter uh, that the Angels that your team finally gets sold uh, to somebody who actually gives a damn, um, and that. Uh, you can finally have a winning team uh, that includes Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Um, all right, last but not least, uh, buy or sell all of the top four seeds, that's the Astros, the Yankees, the Dodgers, and the Braves, will lose in the division series. Um, I am selling this uh, only because I think the... Well, one at least one of these teams is going to make the the league championship series. Uh, yeah, I am also selling on this tremendously. <laughs> um, obviously, I have picked the Dodgers from the start to be my World Series champions, so kind of have to sell on this. Um, there is only maybe at a stretch two teams of these four that I could see losing in the division nil series. And for sure, I think there's one that I have in mind that could lose. Um, but yeah, I don't think all four of them are going to lose. So I'm going to sell. If I were pressed to pick one of these four teams who are going to lose in the division series. Well, I mean, obviously I'm hoping that one of them is the Astros uh, because they were defeated by my Seattle Mariners. But aside from that, um, I could see, I could very, the most, well, let's put it this way. The one of these four teams that I can most realistically see losing in the division series, Carson, is the New York Yankees. 
Yep, and then that's the exact that's the one team that I yeah. had as well. It's if you don't if Aaron Judge isn't hot at the plate, Yankees are losing, plain and simple. Not to mention the fact that they're most likely gonna be playing okay, let's disclaimer. If the Mets if the Yeah, the Mets. Sorry, Mets fans and Yankees fans. Uh See, that's the kind of faux pas I've been trying to avoid all year with the Cubs and the White Sox, but since neither one are in the playoffs, it doesn't matter anymore. Um, if the if the Rays somehow beat the Guardians, and the and the, if the Yankees are playing the Rays in the division series, as much as it pains me to say it, and as much as it forces me to suppress my gag reflex, I'll go Yankees all day, every day in that series. But if the if the Guardians beat the Rays, like I think they will, and the Guardian and the Yankees have to face the Guardians in the division series, yeah, the Yankees are going down. Yeah, I don't know. I think that I think that either way, Rays or Guardians, I think that there's a chance that the Yankees could lose to either one. I feel like you keep you keep underestimating these Rays, AJ. They are a solid. Hey, I'm trying team, to be okay. I just I just don't think the Rays have the I don't think the Rays have the firepower. I just don't. I just I don't I don't know. I just yeah. I know. I'm always I'm always picking on the Rays, but hey, I'm being nice to the Rays and I'm being nice to Tampa because they just went through a horrible natural disaster. But I'm sorry, I can't go as far. My my generosity doesn't extend as far to give you a snowball's chance in hell in the playoffs. I just I just don't see it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the Rays will go on a you know. Maybe the Rays will be this year's 2007 Rockies, and they'll go on this ridiculous run all the way to the World Series, where they'll get demolished by my Seattle Mariners. I don't know. Um, could be. Uh. Could be. Could be. One thing is for certain about October baseball, and something we all need to keep in mind, and you all need to keep in mind, especially when you're filling out those brackets. Uh, anything can happen in October. Um, anything can happen. Just ask the 2004 Yankees. Um, sorry, I had to get one more in there. Uh, it's all I got. My Red Sox aren't in the playoffs, so that's all I got. Um, all right. We are no mailbag today because, uh, we've obviously, you know, just had so much other stuff to talk about, but, uh, don't be discouraged. Keep sending your mailbag questions to eighthinningstretch at gmail.com. We do, that is, that is definitely my favorite part of the show, and we do enjoy hearing from you guys and getting your feedback. Um... I will address one one thing that I did see in the mailbag real quick. Uh, Carson, the the fans have spoken. They are they are heavily in favor of us bringing on board a third host. Interesting. I guess it was. It's never really been something that uh, that we've talked about. But if it's something that that you guys are interested in, I'm. Suppose it certainly couldn't couldn't hurt for us to potentially do a little dig in here, but interesting, yeah. Uh, in fact, the if I remember the if I remember the I don't obviously don't remember it verbatim, but uh, the email I read was basically their point. There they said that um, 
our, our last episode when, of course, we had uh, Gabby on as a guest co-host. Uh, they 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 thought was our best episode ever. Wow, that is that's some high praise. High praise yeah. for for obviously for us, but as as well as for Gabby. I yeah. mean, like like we kind of talked about on the episode, like Gabby knows she her really stuff, does. So yeah. Um, I'll, I'll make the plug again. Make sure you guys go uh, listen to her show, Boston Balling, Boston Balling because she she knows her yeah, stuff. She really does. Um, yeah, I guess they uh, they they pretty much just you know they really they liked the dynamic between the three of us and they liked the you know um, you know kind of the banter between the three and uh, and they also um, they said they enjoyed having a third because a third co-host is kind of a tiebreaker a tiebreaker between us because let's be honest we don't agree all the time but we're 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 kind of we're like-minded in a lot of ways i guess yeah i mean i i think that's one thing that hopefully you guys will see with this buy or sell segment uh we disagreed quite a bit in in this one so (laughs) Um, hopefully that can become more of a regular thing. Cause sometimes, sometimes I'll be honest, guys, I do try, <laughs> I try to get AJ to disagree with me and it turns out that he agrees with me. So yeah. I, I try, I promise. Yeah. No, buy or sell is here to stay. Don't worry. Cause that's another thing I've been hearing uh, a lot from you guys is that you really enjoy buy or sell. So that is here to stay. Um, uh, but we, well, well, we're not going to, we're, we're not. We won't make any promises, but we will, Carson. I think we can agree at least to uh, explore the possibility of bringing on a third co-host. Yeah, absolutely. We've like like AJ said. We're, I don't think we're in the position at this point to to necessarily make any promises or guarantees, but um, we'll we'll certainly do a little digging for you guys on. Um, and also, you know, it most likely won't be until next season. Uh, which I was going to save this to later, but um, Carson and I talked and we've, uh, we've decided to, you know, with, with baseball season ending, well, not yet, but when baseball season does end, when once the World Series is over and all the, all the confetti has settled and the Mariners have had their parade through downtown Seattle, um, which you better freaking believe I will be at come hell or high water. Um Carson, there's not going to be a whole heck of a lot for us to talk about during the winter. No, there won't be. And, um, you know, like like AJ said, we've we've kind of talked a little bit about this. Um, we've also discussed potentially doing um, some kind of breaking news mm. type episodes where if there's somebody who gets signed from the hot stove, like like a big a big free agency signing like an Aaron Judge or uh like a Rafi Devers, Xander Bogarts, like big, big names. Uh, We've talked about potentially doing kind of like a breaking news style thing where uh, we just kind of do a short little snippet where we dive into the signing a little bit. Um, But everything this winter will be kind of a work in progress. So uh, be patient with us as we kind of figure out what we want to do as far as that goes. But um, you will be seeing kind of a lot less content from us come the winter, mostly because, uh, there won't be a lot to talk about, so, um, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, and let's be honest. As much I mean, we've had an absolute blast this season. 
you guys have been amazing in supporting us and, and helping us, uh, you know, grow our audience and, and, and engaging with us. Um, but, uh, yeah, it'll, I, I'd be lying to say it, it, I'd be lying to say it, it, it won't be nice to have a, to have a, a little bit of a break. Um, and for me anyways, pursue my, actually, uh, have some time to, to work on my writing. So, um, anyways, that's, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of where we're at. Um, Carson must watch games, uh, all of them, obviously. <laughs> Uh, yes, obviously all of them. Um, I mean, these, these wild card series are about to be great. Um, I gotta be honest, AJ, it feels a little weird to, uh, to end the series, the season without a Pentathon <laughs> series. So, um, what, what I'm going to do to, to cap off the series is I'm going to hand out, um, in honor of the legendary Simpsons meme, I'm going to hand out the, at least you tried <laughs> Um, so my, my criteria for this award is essentially, it's a team that wasn't deliberately tanking, um, but it's a team that finished with a losing season, um, but that, that seemed like they were kind of at least going to try and be competitive this year. Um, and so for this season, the at least you tried award, it's, it was actually a pretty hard decision because I think there are a few teams that this could have gone to, but I see no more fitting end to this season and end to my despair than to give the Minnesota <laughs> Twins the at least you tried award for the 2022 season. Somehow I knew that's where you were going with that. Um, yeah, I think that's well deserved. Um, yeah, so must watch games, all of them. I mean, it's the playoffs. Come on. Um, all right, let's let's get to our one last thing. Um, I, I kind of already sort of touched on this. Uh, I, I've just had an, an absolute blast uh, during this baseball season. Um, I've, I think I've had more fun during this baseball season than I probably than I've had in well, I don't know, maybe not ever. Uh, I've had some pretty fun baseball seasons, but but this one is this one is definitely right up there. Um, because of, you know, obviously because of, because of doing the show, because of all your fans, uh, because of my awesome co-hosts, um, this season's just been an absolute blast and don't worry, it's not over yet. This isn't the sappy end of the season speech. Um, not yet. Anyways, I'll save that for our last episode of the season after the world series is over. Uh, so this isn't the sappy speech. Um, but let's just, uh, the regular season is over. The playoffs are set. So let's just buckle up, hold on tight, uh, and enjoy the absolute hell out of out of these playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I don't think I. I really have too much to to add to that. This is going to be one heck of a playoffs. I think this year. I mean, we've been we've been talking about the playoffs seemingly since the regular season started. If I'm being completely honest, yeah. So, um, you know these these playoffs are going to be a lot of fun. Uh, like AJ said, this is certainly not the end of our journey with you guys yet. We're going to be with you for these playoffs every step of the way, breaking down every series. Um, you know, obviously you'll. You know, there there may be one or both of us that will have to eat to grow on our uh, World Series prediction potentially. Um, I'm looking at my co-host with the most on that one, if I'm being completely honest. But uh, 
but yeah, you'll you'll have to see if one of us will have to eat some humble pie in regards to that. We'll be with you guys through this postseason every step of the way, breaking it all down. Um, and yeah, I'll like AJ said, I'll I'll save kind of my sappy end of the year speech for the actual end of the year. But seriously, you guys, just sit back, relax, and enjoy these playoffs because they have all the potential to be one of the greatest playoffs that we've seen in quite some time. And hey, and and hey, and a uh, a historic October, uh, of course, being the first year of the uh, this ex- this new expanded format. Um, so yeah. I mean, we've never we've never seen. You know, we've never seen this wild card series before like this. So uh, this is going to be, well, it's going to be wild. Um, no, seriously, October, this October is going to be so much fun. Um, and uh, yes, we will be here every step of the way. And yes, one of us will be eating a extra large order of crow uh, when this is all said and done. And it's not going to be me because I'm going to be too busy celebrating in Seattle. Um, no, seriously though, come hell or high water. You heard it here first. Come hell or high water. I will be in Seattle. If there is a parade, I will, I will be there. Um, and I'll probably be there for, uh, I am going to try my utmost best to get there for a game. Uh, for a, man, a home game at some point, uh, so we'll see. That's assuming the Mariners beat the uh, beat the Blue Jays, which they're going to. So, uh, all right, everybody, that's that's kind of all we got for you. Um, don't forget to uh, you could listen to us on your on Spotify or uh, anywhere else you get your podcasts. Um, you can find us on uh, Anchor.fm slash Eighth Inning Stretch. Of course, be sure and follow us on Twitter and Eighth Inning Pod. More so, uh, more so now than ever before. At any point during the season, you want to follow us on Twitter because we'll be posting updates about the bracket challenge. Um, again, uh, get your get your brackets filled out um, before the deadline. Um, all the all the info you need is all right. It's pinned right to the top of our Twitter feed. Uh, the link you need to to, uh, to go to sign up and and fill out your bracket and all that other fun stuff. Um, and of course, the bracket challenges. The bracket challenge in this show is has been brought to you all year by Printer Dudes. Uh, check them out at printerdudes.etsy.com. Uh, check out their just awesome collection of three D printed gifts and collectibles. Um, they've got some really cool stuff uh, that's going to be available soon on their Etsy store. Uh, and as a thank you for being a fan of the show, of course, you could use that promo code home run. That's one word and save 10% off your order uh, by going to printerdudes.etsy.com. That's printerdudes, D-O-O-D-S. Carson, uh, the regular season is over, my friends. It's playoff time. Absolutely. The the regular season chapter of the show has come to a close. Um, 46 episodes of the regular season. The playoffs will not nearly be as many episodes, um, but you guys take care. Have an amazing weekend. And who knows? We may potentially have some sweeps of series that we'll be able to talk to you about on Monday. Yeah, could be. Uh, well, either way, sweeps or no sweeps, we'll have all the... Um... 
we'll have uh, all the results of the uh, of the wild card series to to get into with you guys on Monday. Um, no, the playoffs will not be forty six episodes. However, we are most cert- we are definitely going to break fifty episodes. Uh, so. If there's uh, if you guys have any cool ideas of something special we can do for episode number fifty, um, be sure and either uh, drop us a line at eighthinningtrenchgmail.com or or drop us a DM on Twitter at eighthinningpod. Um, so maybe we can I don't know maybe we can do something cool for episode fifty. Uh, yeah, that's all we got for you. Everybody have an awesome weekend. Go watch some playoff baseball. Hopefully, uh, if your team is in this thing. Uh, Hopefully they do well. Um, if they're not, uh, there's plenty of room for you guys on the Seattle Mariners bandwagon. Uh, so hop on. Or the Dodgers. The Dodgers don't need a bandwagon. <laughs> hey, hey, there's still a lot of room. I'll drive the thing. That'll that'll make even more room on it. Yeah, I'll Carson it. is driving the the uh, the Dodgers bandwagon. Um, yeah, seriously, enjoy the enjoy this wild card weekend and uh and we'll talk to you guys on Monday.